This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay, Pesach Shir 5783. The Pesach says the word Uva Mofsim, and the Bawa Gada says Like the Pesach says, I have made wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and uh, and fire and the stacks of smoke. So why would the word Mofsim refer to blood? Why specifically the word Mofsim? So the Ritva says, since all the waters in the Egypt and all of Egypt turned into blood, unless it was owned by a Jew, the word Mofsim, which is plural, refers to how all the waters refer to blood, turned into blood itself. And that's the word from the Mofsim itself. Not only that, but there were many wonders that happened then, right? For example, like when a man, a, a Jew and an Egyptian were drinking from the exact same cup and it was blood for one and water for the other, which obviously was miraculous. How it was clear water one moment and then blood, thick blood the very, very next. The Shibali Aleka says the exact same thing. This line is a reference the Maka of blood, the Maka of Dam, which was filled with wonders in and of itself with all the different wonders that were out there. And I refer you back to another share of mine where I talked about Maka's Dam. To explain further, the Maral explains Maka's Dam was different from every other Maka. Frog, lice, locusts, wild animals, look, they exist everywhere. Now, it's rare for them to all come together and for it to be a Maka of that stature, for that to be able to happen. But nonetheless, right, they exist. Pestilence is something that's normal. Darkness, boils, hail, all those things, even death, happen in such a way where there could be a plague and something could happen, right? It was just very extreme. But blood changed the molecules. This maca of dam changed the molecules of the water completely. It caused a change that cannot happen in real life. Somebody asked me, right, blood has a DNA structure to it. What DNA was in this blood? I have no idea. I don't think it did have a DNA structure. I think it was just dam blood, which is unbelievable, right? Even without, right, everything else that happened over here. Water does not naturally cultivate blood. It just doesn't happen. And a Kodesh Baruch did a true wonder that didn't make any sense without the Medrash telling us all the other things that happened during and that's the Pshapi on the Maral. The true Mofes, the true Mofes of all the Makos was Makasdam. It was a one-of-a-kind Maka and a great explanation of the word Mosim and how that goes through. Aside from this, the Oznaim Latora says that this Maka was most important in showing more important in showing Paro who was boss. His deity was the river, the river itself, the Nile River itself, and he was said to be in charge of it, right? Liori, he used to say, this is my river, making sure that it flowed well and it watered the crops, allowing them to have life. Because remember, there's no rain in Mitzrayim. There's very, very little rain in Mitzrayim when it was destroyed and turned into blood that took all the facade that he had everything that he had that he was in charge and he took it away completely although the magicians were able to duplicate this act they were able to make their own blood with random cups of water they could not do what Moshe Rabbeinu had done taken away Paro's power right and showed right that everything is the entire people that he was there that he was an absolute liar and he had no actual godlike abilities nothing that they could do could change that fact and how he was from that point on the Maka changed everything in the Egyptians eyes and especially the Khartoum later converted became the Erevrav because they knew there was something wrong and that's what Makazdam did. Rechaim Knievsky says although there were other Moshim in Mitzrayim there were other wonders that happened over there and the fact that we know Leman right Revos Mofsai right Baratazari refers to Makaz Bechoros really right Kriyaz Yamsuf and more than that right Just not just Makazdam nonetheless because we know Dam is called a Mofes in Apostolic in Yol because Yol says since it's called Dam over there by Yol Therefore, we say it refers to that. That's how Rechaim Kenyavsky refers to it. But again, it's all referring to the Maka itself. The Mountain says it's because the Maka of blood itself was the only miracle or sign that appeared more than once during our stay in Mitzrayim. Right? It's the only one that could have been called Mosin for that reason. Because not only was it a Maka, but it was also the thing that Paro did in front of Paro, that Moshe did in front of Paro as a sign, and maybe in front of the Jews themselves, as a sign of what he was standing for. That's the Malvim itself. 
It happens to be that mofsim without a vav is also the gematra of 570, which is also mofes dam, right? It's pretty easy to do that because really it's just the word mofsim, right? You just add in vav dalad mem and it's the exact same thing. However, Haggadah's Orchos Chaim in the Kolbo, right? The Kolbo says that this does not refer to the Makav Dam. That's not what it's referring to. But rather, when Moshe Rabbeinu took water in front of the people and turned it into blood, the first of the three signs that he gave them, remember, his hand turned into Taras, right? And he turned the sta- staff into the snake itself, right? As well as the blood itself. This is the first of the three signs to show that a Kaddish Baruch had actually sent him and he wasn't coming from anywhere else. According to the Medrash Agadu, the wonder, the wonder was that the water did not turn into blood immediately. At first, it was clearly water in the ground. He poured the water and it was water on the ground. The Egyptians saw it as such. Only later did it turn into blood in front of their very eyes. The truth is, I never really thought of that before. I always thought that when he poured it out, it immediately turned into blood. But then it wouldn't be much of a sign. Maybe he had blood inside and it just looked like water while it was inside the cleat. But no, here, he turned it into blood from the water that was on the ground. That was what he did over here. And that's the idea behind it. That's what the Medrash Gadol says. Not only that, but the Chizkuni says it never turned back into water. Normally, anything done through magic is temporary. It doesn't last very long. So eventually, it's going to turn back into water. But over here, this lasted forever, which showed them that it wasn't just a magic trick. The album says it's a combination of them both. It was the maka and the sign of the water. It's kind of what I said up above, that it's mofsim, right? That it's plural for that reason, and that's the idea behind it. However, there is a majachidush, right? That says the following. He says that this refers to the Egyptians dying during makas b'choros. They didn't die like sick people do, slowly expiring on a bed. Instead, they were literally shechted by the malachamavis, spilling their blood all over Mitzrayim. So the mofsim, which is makas dam, is not referring to the maka and it's not referring to the sign says the Midrash HaChidosh, it was the shechting of the Bechoros on the night of Makas Bechoros where the blood was pouring out of them. That's the blood that we're referring to over here. So that's a third shot. There is also Agados Hashir Shevach that says it refers to the blood that they put on their doorposts, right? As they roasted the Egyptians' gods, the sheep and the goats that they took as the Korban Pesach. And hence the fire and the smoke that's mentioned over here as well. The dom ve'esh v'sim rozashan in Yoel is actually a reference to what happened when they were in Mitzrayim bringing the Korban Pasach. It was the dam shechted from the Korban Pasach, the fire when they burned it, when they barbecued it, and the smoke that came up, the smoke that came from all the fire that they did over here. That's why we spell it a little bit of wine for each one of the things that we say over here because we count each one as a maki even without the other, which the, with the Egyptians seeing their gods being roasted, not being able to do anything about it. And the Vilna Gon says the exact same thing without the added idea about the fire and the smoke. But it's the same basic idea, but that's what it's referring to. So a fourth idea, makastam, again, as we said before, or refers to the, the blood that was used as a sign in front of Paro, or I guess both, that's the Malbim, but, or number three, it refers to the way that they die during Makas Bechoros, or it refers to the Korban Pasach itself. Now, the Tfil Lamosha says this word hints the blood spilled in the civil war between the Egyptians, Bechoros, and the, the rest of the army when they went together, when they requested, you know, they asked for Moshe Rabbeinu to be sent out of the land so they wouldn't die. The war happened on the 14th of Pesach, and led into that night. So there were a lot of people that ended up dying and that's the idea behind it and that was the idea of the blood that was spilled. And it says that blood doesn't refer to anything at all. He gives a sixth shot. Rather because the Jews were so close to the Shekhinah that they were able to have miracles with them at all times during the desert with the Mon, the Be'er, and the Anani Akavah just to name a few. HaKadosh Baruch was also quick to punish them when they did something wrong and that's the Mophase of blood that we refer to over here. It shows that the Shekhinah was with them at all times which could be good and it could be bad and that's the Mophase that HaKadosh Baruch who sometimes gives them blood sometimes gives the Jews a mock of blood because the things 
that they might have done themselves. The Ritva says in his Agada that the blood of Makas Dam was boiling hot, and it burned anyone who came near it, filling all of Egypt with smoke. And that's why Dam, the Esh, Vesim, Wasash, and all come over here. It all refers to the Maka of Dam, which was so boiling hot, there was smoke that was coming with it, all from the Maka itself. However, the Agadus Maisab Rebbe Eliezer says that since blood was absolutely everywhere, even on the stones in the wood, they had no water to drink. They were constantly thirsty. It felt like there was a fire raging inside them that they could not extinguish. The air felt disgusting. They became sick from it. They needed to lie down. And that was the blood, the Makar going everywhere, the Aish, their unquenchable thirst, and the Ashan, the smell and the rot that permeated everywhere the blood was. That's the Dumba Aish Vesim was Ashan. Super interesting, right? Because both of them are trying to say that Dumba Aish Vesim was Ashan is not referring to anything but what was happening during the Makar of Dam itself. The Torah Shalim wonders why we mentioned Dam Endeavor over all the other Makos, right, that are mentioned. We mentioned Dam Endeavor specifically. Answers that Dam plus Dever is 250. A reference to the 250 Makos that plagued the Egyptians in Egypt itself. You remember, there were, there's Machlokas, how many plagues that they got. Was it 50? Was it 200? 250? And this is the opinion of 250, and that's what it refers to. Add the words Mate, that's 54, and Cherev, 210, and 250 plus 54 plus 210 is 514, which is 50 plus 200 plus 250, all three opinions put together, plus 14 for the 14 letters that comprise all the 10 Makos. It's kind of cool if you spell them out without the Vavan, and the last Makah is the word Bechor. You can do it yourself, right? But if you do this, it's Aleph, Beis, Dalit, Hey, Ches, Yud, Chaf, Mem, Nun, Ayin, Pei, Tzadi, Resh, Shin. There is no Vav, right? And the last one is just the word Bechor, as in, as in Bechor, not Makas, Bechoros. And if there are no Vavs throughout, it's only those 14 letters that comprise the 10 Makos. I've never heard that ever before, but the Torah Shalim brings it down. I found it later on in the Chidah, and then I found it in another Haggadah that just has Gematrias in it altogether. So again, it's because, I'm just going to say it again, altogether, it's Dam, Endeavor is 250, plus Mata is 54, Cherev is 210, plus the 14 letters of the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet that are used in, in all the Makos, and obviously not including Vavs. That's that. It's unbelievable. The Lubavitcher Rebbe says there are actually three Makos mentioned over here. There's Dam, Dever, and Makos Pachoros. They represent the scope of Hashem's judgment. I assume he means Makos Pachoros because of the Cherev. I assume that's what he means, right? We talked about that earlier. They will represent the scope of God's judgment. Dever knocked down their possessions. Bechoros knocked down their bodies, right? Dam knocked down their gods. The order is not chronological, but rather what they needed during that destruction. And that's the idea of what it refers to over here. Why is the water thrown to the ground, right? Sometimes called a sign, as in, right? In the Torah, it's called an os. And sometimes called a wonder. Over here, it's called a moface. It's an os or a moface. Which one is it exactly? Again, this is going with a shot that it's not the maka of dam that's the problem. It's rather the sign of the blood that's the problem. Sforno says it depends who it's for. And Os testifies to the greatness of the messenger. Since the people ought to believe in Moshe Rabbeinu as the messenger of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as they already knew that God existed, they needed an Os. Par, however, didn't believe in Hashem in the first place. So he needed something that was a mo-face to prove that the sender existed. And that's the difference between the two. It was an Os for Ben Esau, but a mo-face for ba- Paro. The Mitzudah says the blood in the Pasuk and Yol refers to all the blood that will be spilled in the final war of Gog and Magog. There will also be fire that comes down from them is to destroy their army, possibly through lightning, even a meteor shower, see tail and parakeet while the smoke caused by the fire will go back to the heavens in a smokestack that reaches the heavens above like a palm tree. And that's what he refers to. So the Mitsudas is the first one to say that this fire, the Damba Ishvat in Yoel, is referring to what's going to happen in the future by the times of Gog and Magog. Now it seems pretty obvious from reading out the Psukim that that's exactly what's going on here. They were not talking about the Maka of Dam, right, in the Psukim in Yoel itself. However, the Mitsudas is the first one that says it. The Radak, 
right? Rav Dovah Kimchi says that the blood is referring to the ground. The fire and the smokestacks will obviously be in the heavens. This all refers to the plagues that are going to happen, he says, to the nations when they come to Gog and Magog to see Jerusalem, similar to the Matsudos. There are other things that are going to happen at that time, such as lightning coming back unnaturally, the sun going black, other things that are going to happen. Ibn Ezra claims that this refers to times of war, not supernatural occurrences, but just bad things that will happen at that time, and it's referred to that way. I guess you can understand the Gemara Pesachim, similar to that in Sadi Dalit. The Rambam says it refers to pain and wars we go through the time. Either way, it's going to be at the time of Gog and Magog. So the Rambam, the Ibn Ezra, the Radak, and the Mitsudos are all the ones that say that it refers to what's going to happen at the times of Mashiach itself. It's possible both sides are going to go through all this tremendous pain and trouble, right? And that's why the secret reference over here, Dumba Eshvesim was Asher, is referred to by Yol. Redak says the word Tamar refers to something that goes straight up to the heavens, since this is a tree that doesn't seem to lean this way or that. That's what a palm tree is. We thus see that the word Tamar is used when referring to Peter Makhtaros and what Base of Tinus was able to do. They were the workers from Alexandria. They, they weren't able to do anything, but Base of Tinus was able to make it go straight up to Shrimi. They had a, something that was called a Malet Ashan, a type of grass or herb or something that when you burned it, it went straight up to the heavens itself, and that's what it refers to over there. And that's the word Tamar, because it looked like a Tamar. It looked like a palm tree itself. It could be that a Kodesh Baruch Hu will provide an omen in the heaven as well as the earth to foretell future events, and that's what it referred to over here. Truth is, I always thought that it was referring to some type of nuclear weapon. I really hope that's not what it refers to, right? But a Tamar is a date palm that goes straight up and then, you know, flowers out at the top, and that's exactly what it looks like when you have a nuclear bomb go off. It could be that that's what it refers to. It could be it's something else entirely. I have absolutely no idea, but that's a possibility that that's what all those Rishonim were referring to without knowing the splitting of the atom and everything that Einstein was able to come up with and the other scientists of Manhattan Project in the early 40s. Anyway, the Malbum says the point of all this is to let the nations know that there is a God and he is all-powerful. They will recognize the Kodesh Baruch's hand in everything when they see these signs and wonders that are above nature that don't make any sense. Yeshaya Perchavav Pasachav says this war and maybe all the troubles leading up to it, what we call Ikvisa de Meshicha, will only last a short time. Hide yourself for a few moments till the anger has passed, Yeshaya says. So it's possible it really is a nuclear weapon that's able to go through. In fact, in one of the Oshanas, we say, Oshana Shlosh Shaos, Hoshana, save us during those three hours. And that's a reference, according to the Piat, the one who made it together, maybe Rabbi Lazar Kalir, of the three hours that are going to happen in the times of Mashiach, when we're going to go down, hopefully this doesn't have to happen, maybe it'll happen in a different way. So why do we spill it a little wine when saying these words? So there's Agadah Shashir Bashavah. He said up above it's because of what was happening. Okay, we, we said that up above. The Barbanel and Elio Klatskin says the purpose of taking away a little bit of wine is to show that we're not happy. We're in fact upset that others had to die and suffer on account of us. Yes, we want our enemies to go down, but that doesn't mean they have to die. They could do tshuva also. Like Reb Meir's wife, Buria, told Reb Meir when he was davening that the people should die. He said, they could do tshuva. Lehadra b'tshuva. You should daven for them to do tshuva. Right? They're suffering. They're dying because of us. And that's not a, that's a terrible thing to think about, that people had to die because they hated us so much. Why? Why a Kaddish Baruch Hu? Why couldn't they have lived? Sanhedrin Daf Membov says, a Kaddish Baruch Hu is always upset with the blood of evil people being spilled. Just like a Kaddish Baruch Hu is upset when Masi Yadav Tovim Bayam, when his handiwork drowns in sea and doesn't allow the Malachim to be able to sing Shir because of it. We should act the same way, unlike evil people are happy when their enemies are destroyed. The Vilna Gom says this has to do with the Yushami in the beginning of the last parak of Sachem. That, that, by the way, so that answer, the Abarbanel and Revelio Klatskin is why we spill out a little bit of blood because still people have to die because of it. We wish it didn't have to happen that way in the future. Vilna Gon says this has to do with Yushalmi in the beginning of the last paragraph of Sachem, which says we may learn the Dalid. <clears throat> 
Kosos, not from the four Lashonas of Ula, of Otsesi, Vitzalti, that everybody knows about. It's possible we learn it from the four cups of punishment, right? All four cups that are mentioned by the dream of the butler, right? When he dreams, right, in the end of Parshish Mik, uh, the end of Parshish Mikates. That's why we spill out from our cups when we read those words, because it's a reference to the four cups of punishment that's going to happen at the end of time. Another reason brought by the Vilnagon is because every time a Maka happened, more Egyptians died. There were less of them around. So you have less wine in your cup to represent the less Egyptians that existed after that. That's super cute. I can't believe the Vilnagon said that. And the stipler told his children to try to give the wine that spilled by those Makos, everything that you spill out, you should save it, put it in a little cup, and you should give these these cups to a non-Jew to drink. I've never seen anyone do that. I've never seen anybody. I can't even believe the stipler did that. But that's what he said. He said that that's what it's supposed to be. So either way, we learned a lot about what it means, right, in the line over here, that's a pasuk in y'all, right, why specifically down over everything else. Have a great Pesach, everybody. Beautiful. Okay, ready?